Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Mustard Seed Ministries. We appreciate you tuning in tonight and joining us as we continue these discussions with one another, as we continue to dig into God's Word. We appreciate you being here. Hello, Miss Connie Jesse. Thank you for liking the stream. <clears throat> welcome. Uh, tonight, we want to continue and kind of pick up where we left off uh, last week. And last week we did an overview of salvation, what it meant after we introduced ourselves. So now that you know a little about us, uh, know a little bit about uh, our thoughts and, and how we feel about salvation, uh, tonight what we'd like to do is dive a little deeper into that and let you see a little bit more of what salvation means to us personally. And when I say that, we want to share our experience with you so anyone who's obtained salvation anyone who has salvation true salvation you've experienced it you've had an encounter with christ um, and for some you may not exactly know how to feel about that well as we talk about it tonight nathan thank you for that like Brittany, thank you for sharing the stream as we talk more about this we hope that you get a better understanding uh hopefully this is a blessing to you as we share our testimonies now with that we're joined again tonight by brother chuck and brother carol and in our discussions a little earlier we had kind of talked about the word testimony and what the word testimony even meant you know i can think in church services uh, that's a word that gets uh put out a lot at, at the uh, end of church services oftentimes as you're winding down and coming to a close in the service the pastor or the preacher might ask does anybody have a word or a testimony well what is a testimony that was one of the questions that we had and and one of the things that we talked about uh, as we would go into tonight's stream i believe carol might have a definition ready for us uh the word testimony and what it means what is that carol yeah, you know, you hear the word testimony. We, we talk offline about church words. There's words when you go to a church for a while or you're in church for a while, you, you pick up words and sometimes you know what they mean. Sometimes you don't know what they mean. Sometimes you act like you know what they mean. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we want to dig in. We, we don't want you out there listening to churchy words and not knowing what they are. So we, we've talked about this, uh, this word testimony. And uh, I'm going to look at two different de definitions. One is a Strong's definition, and I use that Strong's. Uh, it's numbers tied to the Greek and the Hebrew in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And so what S Strong says the definition is for testimony is this. It says it's a witness. It's a record. It's a report. Uh, the office committed to the prophets of testifying concerning future events. So that, that, that would be like the biblical definition, you know, and then you look at the English def definition. If you looked up a Miriam and Webster looked in that and see what it had to say, uh, it says it's, it's simply just a Christian way of telling one story. You know, we all got a story. We got a story to tell. Um, it, it can be a little nerve wracking. It was for me as a young Christian. Somebody said, hey, tell me your testimony. Mm. I don't know what that is. You know, mm. that's that's terrifying. Well, what am I supposed to say? Yeah. Uh, you know, really, it's just your story. Just just tell your story. Here's something that I found out in, in the years of being a Christian. People can argue with you about the Bible, but they can't argue your story. 
because that that's your your personal witness you know i had an encounter with jesus christ i know what my story and you can't argue that i know that so uh so that that's a testimony it's your story well speaking of that thinking thinking about our stories you know um i use the word experience so uh i don't want you to mistake it uh the the this this won't be any type of a fairy tale story (laughs) this isn't a bedtime story for you uh but this the what we're going to discuss will be actual events i mean things that how it took place in our life like how you hear about people getting saved you think about salvation and what it means and but what happened to you chuck i mean when when we think about salvation and we think of how it come about we went over that but like for you what did it mean from your eyes well and you know i was thinking about what a testimony meant to me and uh you know, uh, you think about a testimony, and a lot of times uh, I think of it a way as to tell how, what Jesus has done for you, what God's done for you. And, uh, you know, the Lord's blessed us in many ways. He's blessed me in a lot of ways. I've got a, a, a roof over my head. I have food on my table. I've never went hungry Amen. a day in my life. And uh, and I'm so thankful for those. But the but the number one thing that Christ's done for me is, is he buried that that sin debt that I owed. Uh, he died on that cross for me, and he rose on that third day. And uh, that's something that I can never repay. But uh, I go back to the day that I was saved, and uh, uh, I think about this a lot. But, uh, you know, I can't I can't remember that day. I can't remember the actual date. Uh, uh, I know that I was around a young teenage. I uh, don't remember how old I was. But I know I was there. I know what happened. And uh, I kind of touched on it a little bit last week. But, uh, you know, I, I went on probably two or three weeks with the Lord dealing my, with my heart. And uh, and when I say that, uh, go, looking back on it, that was uh, the Lord dealing with me, telling me that I needed him. I needed his saving grace. Uh and uh, but but the way it happened was as as I would put it off every week, you know. Uh, a lot of times you go in, the preacher preaches his message, and he'll give an altar call, give a chance for everybody to come forward. And if you need to pray about something, if you're lost and you need to to ask Jesus into your heart, then that's your opportunity, you know. And I was given that opportunity, and uh, a lot of times I would I would just I would try to ignore it. <laughs> I tried to put it off. I would. Uh, come up with reasons uh, I had reasons I'm not ready uh, I don't feel like I'm good enough you know uh, but that I dealt with that for many weeks and I I would you know I would do things like I would run out to the bathroom when altar called him I knew <laughs> right. when the was coming to a close and I would yeah. run out to the bathroom try to hide from it you know uh, but one night one day there I, I did I went up and I asked the Lord to save my soul hmm. and I'm I'm so thankful for that. Amen. 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 Praise God. And uh, you know, I've I've not always been what I should have been. Uh, I'm not perfect. Uh, I think it's Paul that said I die daily, <laughs> and uh, I have to ask for forgiveness. I do because I'm not perfect. But because of Him, I have a way into heaven. Uh, I have an eternal promise, and I'm thankful for that. And uh. I got to thinking about that and how that's a blessing to us 
uh, just just salvation, just what Christ done there. And uh, I thinking about Dalton Thomas, and uh, the Lord told him, He said, "Here, touch touch my side, touch my touch my hand. You know, feel where the nails were in my hand." Mm. And then He told him, He said, "Because thou hast seen me, you believe." But blessed are those that have not seen and believe. Amen. Amen. Those. I've I've not seen Jesus in person. Uh, I've not I've not got to witness him in person, but I feel him in my heart, and I yeah. know he's there. Amen. Amen. Uh, Amen. Thankful for that salvation. Thankful for his grace. Amen. He's done for me. That's Amen. as real as real gets, I believe. When you can. Uh, pour your heart out to god when you can just share what he's done for you you know one of the things that i was always encouraged after after i got saved one of the, one of the things that i was strongly encouraged by uh multiple pastors would be to stand and testify for the lord hmm. testify meaning to give that story give your testimony it's your testimony yeah. and i think about so many times i've squandered opportunities to share my testimony with, yeah. with so many people uh when really i ought to be that person that people get tired of hearing you know yeah. I ought to, yeah. people ought to be always telling about that time jesus touched him again well you know i've heard this one a million times well we ought yeah. to want to tell that and share that with someone i, I believe that that testimony that we have in our hearts that Jesus gives us when he saves us. Because if you're saved, and there's a lot of people that maybe feel like, I don't know what to say, or I wouldn't know where to start, or I, I, I just don't know. Uh, thank God I'm saved. If you're saved, you have a testimony. You have a story. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you think about um, a testimony, testifying, and listening to Chuck's testimony. Again, that's his story. It's unique to him. It, it is like one of a kind. There's no one else has mm -hmm. an experience like what happened w uh, when Ch Chuck met Jesus. Uh, <laughs> and, and as he was talking there, he was t we we're talking about being saved. We we're talking about salvation. And as Adam and Chuck was talking, I was like, okay, what do we save from? Well, mm -hmm. one, we're, we're saved from death. Yeah. That's what we're saved from. Uh, and we're saved from a place called hell. And I know that's not a popular word that people like to talk about. And most people don't even want to hear about it. Yeah. But, but there's this place called hell. It's, it's eternal death, a place of suffering, a place of torment, a place of fire. Mm. Uh, the Bible says a place where the worm doesn't die. What, what are we saved from? We're saved from our, from death. We're saved from ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, it's that sin, that sin that just, it's in our DNA. We're born into sin and we need saving. So if you're out there and you think, hey, you know what? I'm okay. You know, I, I do good. I'm not that bad a person. Um, you know, and, and I don't want to call you a bad person. I'm just telling you that uh, the Bible tells us that we're all sinners. Right. We all need saving. And I think that's the first place you got to come to. Uh, so when that Holy Spirit, I think Chuck mentioned it last, the last string, he's got to call you. You feel that Holy Spirit grabbing hold of you, yeah. just uh, just drawing you, and you know something's wrong. You know there's got to be something done about it. Yeah. <clears throat> Go ahead, Chuck. It's almost like, uh, 
I feel them before we get on these streams. I feel them if I get up and speak uh, in front of a crowd, but it, it's a it's a nerve. It's a it's a, like butterflies in your stomach, and it's and uh, that was part of the feeling that I felt. But I knew something was wrong. I knew something was wrong, uh, and uh, and I thought that I had to get myself right and uh, and I can't do that I can't do that so uh, but I'm thankful that he can take care of that so amen I, I'm sure there's you're not alone and feeling like uh, you need to get yourself right first mm-hmm. before you make that step and choose to try to live a life for the Lord I, I'll tell you you can you can try to live a life for the Lord but uh if if he's not in it and if he's not the one that initiated it you're going to fail yes you're you're, you're going to fail because we're not capable of it we're not capable of that good carol said i don't want to call you bad uh, he don't have to god's word does mm-hmm. he says yeah, there's yeah, none yeah. good no not one and that's I mean, unfortunate but it's the truth it's the truth yeah. there there's none yeah. of us good and I, i'm including the three of us here tonight there's no good found in any of the three of us outside of jesus christ that's exactly that's right. right yeah uh, i'm thankful for his goodness for his grace uh carol as he as he was talking more and more about it i, I was thinking i was feeling like we were kind of getting into his testimony but i, I don't want to rush him along <laughs> Uh, now he said as we talked about this we we kind of discussed how long will it take to to give your testimony and and some you may say well it might take me five minutes ten minutes it might take me an hour and and we're not about to try to fill out a time block here we're just trying to follow god's will uh but i will say this carol said whatever time you don't spend chucky i can take up the rest (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, sure can you know and as we're talking and I, i'm like i'm like you adam i, d- I don't want to rush through this I'm, I'm thinking about chuck's testimony yeah i'm thinking about uh our three experiences you know and i've heard a lot of people's testimony a lot of people's stories and they're all different and i'm wondering about some of the things that we have in common like um the f- the feeling like uh i believe chuck talked about uh, getting ourselves right. You know, I went through that. I thought I had to get myself right. I had to be good or follow the rules before I could get saved. Mm. And I I was terribly wrong about that. Uh, I mean, did y'all experience that? I know Chuck said he did. Uh, Adam, did you experience that, that you felt like you needed to get your life in order before you accepted Christ? I'll tell you this. Um, see now, of course, my story's different. Uh, I don't know if Chucky mentioned around what age. What age were you, Chuck? Yeah, Ballpark? Any? I, any I think idea? it was. It was uh, like I say. I can't remember the exact age, but it was my early teenage years. Uh, I want to say twelve, thirteen years old, probably. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, and that's an that's another thing. It's like, well, how old do you have to be before you can? Have salvation? How old do you? What at what age are you able to determine? Uh, whether yeah. or not you're eligible for salvation, you know that's what what, what what makes that? And I'll tell you, I that's something that I've struggled with more as a parent than I did myself. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll share this with you right quick. My my oldest is saved. Carly is saved. Uh, and and when I received the phone call that the Lord was dealing with her heart, I was very careful to try not to push her into anything. 
So I just kind of give her a basis of, of of what God's word said about salvation. Some of the same some of the same things that we spoke about last stream, I talked to her about about salvation, what it meant, and how that uh, you could invite Jesus into your heart. Um, and and she kind of you know just went along with it, but I didn't force her into a prayer or anything. I just let it go, and I told her that I was going to be praying for her. If she needed me to call me back, so she did. She did, and. I mean, nine years old, I guess eight at the time that she was saved. That, that's a young age. That's yes, a young age. Uh, but there's this thing that I've often heard of uh, referred to from pastors and preachers called the age of accountability. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Where, yeah, where, where that you can determine when, at what point do you know right from wrong? I'll tell you, uh, what I believe the requirements of salvation are is to be able to hear the call. I believe you've got to be able to hear the call and know that it's God speaking to your heart. Uh, Carly was able to distinguish that at the age of of eight. I'm thinking I'm right. Uh, Now, that might be different for you. you know, you hear stories of people saved at young ages, at, at older ages, and I'm trying not to get lost on a rabbit trail here. I know that what, what was the original question to me? Uh, what uh, was that like for me? Or you, yeah, getting your life in order. Did getting you, my life you, in order. Yeah, uh, did you believe you had to get your life in order? See, see, I was saved. I was saved at a young age. I was saved at twelve. I don't. I don't know that there was any type of order to my life at twelve. <laughs> I mean, just honestly, I mean, it was it was kind of just fly by the seat of your pants and do whatever you want is is what it seemed like. But uh, that all came to a screeching halt. The do what you want thing, uh, when when God spoke to my heart that day. But I'll say this too. Since then, since then, since my salvation, there have been times in my life where that I have felt the Lord dealing with me over some things. Mm -hmm. And as a Christian, as someone who has salvation, I have felt like I needed to fix some things myself before I could go to God. I'll say that Uh, even at this point, you know, so none of us are immune to it, but it's not a good idea to think that we can handle things before we give them to God or before we turn things over to God. It's always best to go to him first, I believe, would be the best approach. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And we're bringing up some. Go ahead, Chuck. Well, I think, you know, if and if just to put it quite bluntly, you know, if if we could fix things ourselves, we wouldn't need God. We wouldn't need God. <laughs> That's the truth. So yeah. That's exactly right. You know, and as we're talking here, again, I don't want to just glaze over and rush through. There's been so many great points that's been brought up here. I'm sure there's people out there that's got questions such as what age should I get saved? Uh, where, I think that's another place. Where do I get saved? Does it have to be in the church? You know, does it, does a preacher have to be present or a pastor? You know, has it got to be a minister around, you know, do I have to say a certain prayer? You know, and and all these are great questions that age accountability. I've wrestled with that one. Uh, and then also as we're talking, we're using words. And I told them before that I was sort of going to be like the hall monitor when we bring up these churchy words. Um, I've used the word amen. You know, uh, Mm -hmm. some of you all might not know what that means. It means so be it, or it means truly, Mm -hmm. you know, we say amen. We mean, so be it. You know, that's, that's one of them church words. Amen. Uh, but we're using another word and that word is grace. 
Mm. I believe Chuck said saving grace. Okay, what is saving grace? Uh, you so so you say, well, you, you know, I've got that saving grace, and somebody says, well, how do I get that? You know, <laughs> what what is it? You know, where do you find it? Do you only find it in a church? Uh, you know, who's got it? Uh, and and simply, grace is this: grace is undeserved favor. Mm-hmm. It, it's favor that I don't deserve. Yeah. Um, what I do deserve, you so so then it brings me to the question: What do I deserve? I deserve death. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds harsh. Well, yeah. what you deserve death? Well, did you murder anybody? Did you stab somebody? Did you rob a bank? Uh, no, I didn't do that. But the smallest thing that I did, uh, the penalty for is death. Uh, the penalty of of sin is death. Well, what's sin? See, there's another word. Well, what is sin? Well, it's unbelief. It's unbelief, not believing God. So I didn't believe God. Therefore, it is sin. Therefore, the penalty is death. Mm -hmm. Now, I got to be saved from that. uh, And I need grace. Well, what's grace? Well, it's you did undeserved favor. It's merit. It's I'm given something I don't deserve. Well, what are you given? Well, I'm given life. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, so much here to think about. And I know there's people out there that's got these questions in their mind because I had them, but it's been yeah. so many years ago, you know, I don't think about them anymore. Yeah. yeah. Saving grace. Well, I'm certainly thankful for his saving grace. Uh, <clears throat> I believe by grace are we saved through faith. Right? Mm. Yeah. Not of go. works. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. I, I didn't want to cut you off. No, no, I was going to let you. I was going to let yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, you know, because there you go. That That is, to me, that is like the perfect uh, verse and passage to understanding this thing we're call, talk, calling salvation. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people think it's by works. You know, uh, you got to do good deeds. I, I will tell you this. I used to believe that um, me getting into heaven you know, when, when I, for one, you know, I believe, yes, there was a God. Uh, and we can talk about that later in another stream at some point. Um, I believe that there was a place called heaven and I believe there's a place called hell. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, those are the things in, in the basic form of things I believed. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go to heaven. I didn't want to go to hell but how do I get there? How do I get to heaven and stay out of hell? Well, there was a time in my life that I believed that it was sort of like one of those scales, you know, that balance scales. And if I had more good than I had bad, then I'd go to heaven. But if I had more bad than I had good, then I'd go to hell. Mm. Uh, and, and so I struggled with that. And the thing that I realized is this, I've got more bad than any good I could ever do. Yeah. And it, even the good I did, I did with wrong intentions. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're not much is what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> the human mankind, uh, we, we're not much. Uh, but we've got a God who loves us so much so that he would give the very best that heaven had to offer because our sins uh, – <laughs> What a multitude, 
what a multitude of sins if you look at one life but you think about the sins of the whole world you can take my sins you can take my sins and you couldn't load them up in my pickup out in the driveway and haul them to the trash dump there's no. too many of them there's yeah. too many of them but jesus died not just for my sins for your sins but the sins of everyone in this whole world uh, he took on the likeness of sin himself he but he, he who knew no sin he became sin he took yeah. ours thankfully he took all of our wrong all of our mistakes all of our failures and he made them right yeah. he made a way for us to be forgiven of all that and i'll tell you what this is the salvation this is the testimonies that we're talking about this is what happens in that moment of time we're talking about so what we're talking about tonight if you want to look at it like this uh we have our entire lives to live you know and i believe if you look at it in the bible the bible says that uh in adam terms <laughs> if you live to be about 80 you've lived a full life okay yeah. and if you look at the space of 80 years that's that's just the blink of an eye compared to an eternity so what we're talking about tonight is not that 80 years not that entire 80 years but just a small window a small space in time an opportunity that god gives you and i to come uh -huh. to him to humble ourselves and draw nigh to him it's just a small moment in time how important this little brief moment in time is that God speaks to your heart, that he pricks your heart in a way that you've never felt before. Chucky kind of talked about that feeling that come over him. I think of a lot of the feelings that we experience, and one of them that uh, that you'll hear described as the hair would stand up on the back of your neck or, or maybe on your arms when you feel the Spirit of the Lord. Well, that's true. I've felt that. I've experienced that. But there are many things that can make you feel that way. I've heard, you know, strange sounds out coon hunting in the middle of the night that would make the hair stand up on the back of your neck, too. You know, I've watched some scary movies that would make you scared to death. I used to, we had a hallway in my old house. We had a hallway. It was a long hallway. And my bedroom was at the far end of the hallway. And there was like bathroom doors, closet doors, another hallway, another bedroom. There was like, it was like a hallway just full of doors. And I can remember as, as a young kid running at nighttime when the lights were out, I would run from one end of the hallway to the other and jump into my room at the end because I was scared to death that something was going to get me. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's yeah. a lot of things that can make uh, you feel that emotion. There's a lot of things that can cause butterflies in your stomach. Uh, for anyone that's married, maybe as you uh, got ready to walk the aisle or anybody that's in sports maybe before a big game or anyone that's uh, maybe uh, up in a company before you have that big meeting or, or give that big presentation you get this nervousness and this sense of butterflies and if you could take all that and roll it into one there's a there's a place there there's like a heart string that is in each and every one of us the bible calls it a void uh, uh, an emptiness, a void that, that, that we have that can't be filled by anything but Christ Jesus. And what I'm saying is when he pulls on that heartstring, it's something that's different. You, and you have to describe it as different. When, when I was saved, I, I had never felt anything like that before in all my life. I felt fear. I felt, uh, humble. I felt, uh, scared to death i was excited i was all kinds of things rolled into one didn't know what to do didn't know how to pray didn't know what to pray a lot of things went through my mind when god first spoke to my heart so as we as we get more and more into this uh, i want to give carol an opportunity now if you will uh 
if if he could unless he's got something else to to add to any of this that we've talked about up to this point i want to give him a chance to just share his story and and, and what uh, he experienced um you know again not wanting to just roll through this so fast and, and i'm sitting here wrestling i'm looking at the time mm-hmm. i'm thinking you know when i tell my story it, it could it could be a long story because uh i've lived you know pretty good while now um but i'm thinking of some of these words that we've used and, and some of the things we've talked about we've used the word conviction you know what, what does that mean uh, to to be well, I'm under conviction. That That's one of those phrases that you'll hear in church. Mm-hmm. Or, or are you? The question comes out is, are you under conviction? Is the Holy Spirit have you under conviction? What What does that mean? Um, and, you know, as I think about that and as, I, as we look at that, it, it's it, that word conviction is just convinced. You come to a place where you are convinced that you're guilty. All right. So, so now you know you're guilty and yeah. you know it. And uh, it can be a feeling. It could. It cannot be a feeling. Uh, yeah. But but you, you're convinced that you're something's not right. That you're guilty. You've done something wrong. And I would rather you know. Chuck has shared his story, his testimony, uh, and, and I'd rather uh, for us to um, talk about those who out, who's out there that might relate to what Chuck's went through or Chuck's story. Um, and, and it could be that you're convinced that you're guilty mm. and now what, what do you do about it you know what are you, what are you going to do you know i talked about earlier about being good enough you know am i good enough to get to heaven i hear that i hear that when i've talked to people through the years and they'll say well you know what i'm i'm not a bad person um i, I think i'm good enough to get into heaven uh well here's the question that i would have is do you want to take that chance or are you sure? Mm. Are, are you sure about that? You know, are you good enough? Well, we've already answered that question. No one's good enough. And then someone will say, well, you know what? I, I do those things that the Bible says. And as uh, Adam was talking earlier, I got to thinking about this verse. And uh, I, I'm not going to go through and read all the Ten Commandments. But, you know, you'd say, okay, yeah, I, I keep the commandments, or at least I keep most of them. Um, so just real quickly, as you go, if you're going to look at the Old Testament law, you know, because what is it that finds us guilty? Well, it's the law. The law is the what proves us guilty. And so we go back to the Ten Commandments. We say it says, don't have any other gods uh, before me. You say, okay, I, I don't have that. Or at least by your definition, you don't have that. Don't make idols. Don't take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day. Honor your father and your mother. Shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness, which is lying. And you shall, you shall not covet, which is desiring what someone else has. Now, me and you all, we all here, everyone's listening here. Can you honestly say in your life that you've never desired to have something that belonged to someone else? I mean, anything. Man. Or have you ever told a, what we call a little white lie? You know, you call it a white lie and you think, well, that's not as bad as another kind of lie. Uh, or have you taken something that wasn't yours? I mean, I'm just dealing with the basics here. But the reason that I said that and the reason I bring this up is that verse that I was talking about and I'm reading it in the the New Living Translation. I study King James for anyone that's out there, but sometimes 
uh, when I read King James, I got to teach you King James before you can understand what the verse says. So uh, in this New Living Translation, it's in James chapter two and verse 10. Here's what it says. For the person who keeps all the laws except one is guilty, is as guilty as a person who's broken all of God's laws. Well, that being true, then I'm guilty of every one of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm guilty of murder. I'm guilty of stealing. I'm guilty of lying. I'm guilty of desiring something else, somebody's, someone else's that they have, something that they may have. I'm desi I've made other uh, idols. I've worshiped other gods. And we go back to the thing we started out in the beginning. Um, what's the penalty for that? It's death. And we need to be saved. Yeah. So it takes us back to the uh, conviction. Uh, I'm convinced that I'm guilty. That's that's the drawing. Uh, that's when God's pulling. Uh, so now what are we gonna do about it? Well, I can't save myself because death is the, the penalty and I need somebody to take my place. Who did that? Amen. Je Jesus did that, didn't yeah. he? They did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that Jesus was nailed to the cross. Mm -hmm. uh, he took the beating that I deserved. Uh, he took the shame. They stripped him naked. Uh, he took the shame that I deserved. Uh, he wore the crown of thorns that I deserved. Uh, and he suffered. He tasted death. Mm. He tasted death for me. Uh, he took my place. And he did that not just for me, he did it for the whole world. Amen. Here's the beautiful thing. This is this is what amazes me. If if it would have only been me that believed that he died for my sins, he would have done it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. But, I believe but he did that. it for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking in chat. I'm seeing uh, Freddie or Alan Lane, Freddie Lane. <clears throat> he says, "I felt like the weight of the world." Felt like the weight of the world off my was lifted off my shoulders. I'm assuming is what he might have meant to say. Uh, I share that same feeling. Uh, mm -hmm. it, you, you, it was almost like you floated, <laughs> if yeah. you could describe yeah. it that way. Yeah. Uh, and you say at 12 years old, I can tell you this: at 12 years old, I went into that church lost. I came out different than the way I walked in. Yeah. So when you have that encounter, I think of Paul when he was on the road to Damascus, when he had an encounter with Christ. See, Paul, uh, known as Saul prior to this change that took place in his life, uh, he persecuted the church. He was against the church. He was taking letters to uh, have people killed. And on his way, he had an encounter with Jesus Christ that changed his life. And I share that with Paul because that day that I walked into that church, I had an encounter. I didn't mm -hmm. see him. Chucky's already mentioned it, that he didn't see him. But I didn't see yeah. Jesus face to face. I didn't see some oh. bright light like Paul did. Uh, right. Paul, uh, he, he wasn't he struck blind uh, for, what, three days? I believe he, yeah. he, he, he couldn't see. Uh, I wasn't struck blind. There was no lightning. I think of the scripture where it says he wasn't in the he wasn't in the lightning or wasn't in the hurricane or the wind or the or yeah, the fire. 
you know, I didn't see any great thing, but I felt something wonderful in my heart that was bidding me yeah. to come. And I'll tell you, I shared that same feeling that Freddie uh, Lane had the weight lifted off the weight of the world lifted off his shoulders you when you carry sin around it gets heavy yes it does it gets heavy and and you carry around this world long enough and it'll drag you down and i'll tell you they they some of us uh maybe in chat tonight maybe watching the video later they some of us that uh continue to carry weight that we don't have to uh, I, I, t- I tell you, I think of Christ and how that he invites us to come unto him. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, he said. Yeah. Laden by what? I believe laden by the sins of this world, our sins. Sin is a terrible thing, but there is a solution and a remedy to this terrible thing called sin that we keep bringing up. And this terrible place called hell, we don't have to go there because yeah. of the salvation that we've obtained through Christ, right? That's why we get excited to share a testimony. That's why it's important that we share the gospel, which is the good news. That's what the word gospel yeah. means, the good news of Jesus Christ. It is great. I mean, you turn on the TV today, and I'll tell you what, you, you're going to find all kinds of news out there, and I'm willing to say that more than 80% of it is bad. And think yes. you're you're going to feel worse when you watch the news than you did when, before you started watching it. But I can tell you that when you come to know Jesus, you're going to feel better when you hear the good news of Jesus Christ than you did before you receive that good news i'm here to tell you tonight and we're all here to tell you tonight that there's a savior that loves you that wants a relationship with you he wants you to call out to him and and he is inviting you with open arms to to come unto him i'm just going to tell you the the day that i got saved i was i was 12 years old and i walked into that church with no intentions of giving my heart and life to jesus I've been to church at that point, had been many times. I'd been in church plays. I'd been in uh, different things and had parts in it, but just as a young child. But I didn't pay attention to much. I was just doing what mom and dad told me. But I'll tell you, I sat down on that back pew that night. and, And as I sat there, or that morning, as I sat there, the preacher was preaching. And I can't tell you what chapter or verse it came from. I can't tell you. The message was Jesus because it came to my heart. The yeah. message, I, I know that when that altar call came that Chuck talked about, many of us, and you can see it. I, I've preached now for over 12 years. You can see in the, in the churches as, as the altar call comes, it's so uncomfortable for many that they get up and they choose to walk out and, and uh, try mm-hmm. to escape this calling, this calling that God is placing on your heart or placing in your life to come. Mm-hmm. And rather than run from God, we ought to be running to him. Yes. And I'll tell you, as I, as I stood there that day at the, at the end of the service, everyone stood and uh, the, the preacher asked uh, Walt Begley. Walt Begley was the preacher's name. And uh, he asked if anyone would like to come. And, and that word just kept playing over and over in my heart and in my mind, just to come, just to come. And I'll tell you, I made my way out of that altar, and when I went forth, I didn't know what to pray. I know I shared some of this before, but I knelt down, and when I got up, I was different. I was changed. I knew that God had changed me. I had a lot to learn, a lot to learn, and a long way to go. But I knew that I had met a crossroads, and thankfully, because of Jesus, 
I was able to choose the right path. And that weight that Freddie's talking about in chat, it was gone. Yeah. Uh, even even 12-year-olds, even 9-year-olds, even young children can carry some pretty heavy weights. And Jesus can take care of that. And he has a solution for it. Yes, he does. Yeah. You know, you, you try to put that into a picture. Uh, I, I love word pictures. That's what I love about the Bible. It paints these beautiful word pictures. So what did it look like when I was carrying that weight? So if I, if I believe... <clears throat> Uh, God's word, then I'm guilty. I'm guilty from everything from lying to stealing to murder. Uh, that deserves death. So I'm thinking about a man on death row, you know, and he's just waiting. He's just waiting, biding his time till the electric chair or till the lethal injection. And the torment, the mental torment that comes with just waiting for death. That, I believe that's part of that weight feeling that we feel. Uh -huh. we, we know we're guilty. We've got this feeling that's it's a heaviness. It weighs on our chest. It's a, it's a death sentence. But then think about that man on death row that gets a pardon that <laughs> says, you're, you're free. Oh, you, 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 you're, you're released. The, the chains, we're going to take them off of you. We're going to open up the cell door, and, and you can leave. And, and then you stop and say, well, well why? because we've got somebody that's going to take your place. Wow. He, he's actually going to sit in the electric chair or he's going to take that lethal injection. And what we're talking about actually took it on the cross. As yeah. Crucifixion. yeah. I think about, uh, you know, as, as I go back to, and thinking about the night that I got saved, I think about some of the reasons that I had put it off for weeks, you know, and, uh, and uh, at, like you say, at 12 years old, I, you know, I hadn't, I probably hadn't stole anything in my life at that point, or I hadn't killed anybody. Uh, the Bible says that there's only one unforgivable sin, and that is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. And what does that mean? That means to reject Christ, to reject what he has given for you. Um, so, and and I think about that, and I think, you know, there, there's people out there that have done some terrible things, man, they have in their life. But God paid the price for them. You know, uh, even even the uh, uh, the people, the mass shooters, uh, uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of that these days and, and stuff like that. That's all forgivable. Uh, Christ mm -hmm. has paid that price. And all you have to do is accept that. All mm -hmm. you have to do is accept it. It kind of puts it into perspective <clears throat> when you think. And, a lot, you know, a lot of times, and I don't know if it's just the way we're brought up or the way this world thinks or what, we like to try to categorize sin. Like yeah. this one's this one's top of the line, worse of the worst. Yeah. This one here, not so bad. You know, you could tell that little white lie, but don't you go steal your neighbor's car? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but in God's eyes, sin is sin. Yes, it is. There's yeah. no big sin, no little sin, and Jesus died for it all. I think yeah. of Jonah. Okay, I'm gonna try to try to calm calmly explain this but i think of jonah and and how that he many of us know the story of jonah and the whale or the great fish the bible speaks of it as um, jonah was given a command from god and jonah chose to disobey that instruction 
and he went contrary to what God had told him to do, like we've all done many times, I'm sure. And as he went contrary to God, he continued to find himself in worse and worse shape. And life became harder and harder for Jonah, to a sense. He finally found himself out in the middle of the ocean on a boat trying to run from God. A great storm came, and it was found that he was the cause of this storm. And the men on this ship that were with him cast him overboard into the sea, and he sank down to the bottom of the ocean. He he described it as he sank down in, in this ocean that... He felt as though the mountains were coming down and closing in on top of him. And a great fish swallowed him up. Now, this is the way Jonah describes it. He said, out of the belly of hell cried I. So this is the point that I want to get out as we think about uh, maybe sin and some of the things that people are doing. And, and, and somebody might think, well, I, the things that I've done, there's no way God could forgive me of, of what I've done. Uh, Jonah was at a place, the lowest of lows, and he was far, far down, engulfed in his sin and all of his disobedience. Yes. And as he cried out to God, he said, out of the belly of hell cried I. And God heard his prayer. So I'll say this, you're not too far gone. You've not done something Uh that's so bad, and you're not so far away that you're out of reach of god god can hear you where you're at he can come to where you are the bible says and i believe james 4 and 8 that if you'll draw nigh to him he'll draw nigh to you if you'll reach out for god i believe he's got that hand reaching right back for you but we've got to reach out and i believe that's what he's looking for from us there's nothing too bad Freddie says you don't have to be in church to be saved i was in my bedroom after work eight years ago I was sitting in this very room when I received the phone call. (laughs) I received the phone call, and and I heard someone on the other end that was broken. Freddie, I'm going to try to tell your testimony if it's all right with you. (laughs) He he was on the other end, and I heard someone who was broken. And I described that uh, the last time that we streamed. Uh, you'll come to God with a broken heart and a contrite spirit. You won't come skipping and hopping and chewing your bubble gum. You're going to come with a humble heart yeah. for God to receive you. Uh, this, he said, go ahead, brother. This, <laughs> this this fella right here, he was broken when he called. And it wasn't anything that I could offer him. And he knew that. He knew that. He knew there wasn't a thing, there wasn't a thing that I could do on the other end of a phone to save somebody. I can't do it. Neither of these two and nobody out there can do it. Save Christ. He's the only way. Uh, he, he called me and, and, and he was, I was trying to understand what was going on. I just knew that he was upset. He was really, really upset. And finally I got out of him and I said, what's going on, man? What's, what's happening? And, and the words that he said was, I need Jesus. i need jesus i said brother we can take care of that right now i'll pray with you right now and we did we prayed over the phone and alan lane that you see in chat right now he got saved right there over the phone and that's something that i'll never forget he says eight years ago it's hard to hard for me to believe that it's been that long ago but that's the memory that i have of our brother alan lane freddie lane uh, and his salvation. 
It can be that simple. We overcomplicate things so many times, but God made it so simple even a child could understand, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, it's very simple. Just come. Come. When you feel the Lord drawing you, come. And, and ask for his forgiveness. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. And you can be saved. That's yeah, it. Paul, Paul said in Romans, he said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Amen. That's, simple. That's it. That's, That's simple. simple. That's it. You know, and with that said, uh, we've talked about feelings, and we've, we we also talked about feelings last time. And, and I want to just make sure that those who are out there watching now, you know, if you've got a broken heart and you've got guilt and you've got the weight of the world on you, that that's a feeling. But um, w there's times that in my Christian walk that I haven't had the joyous feeling all the time. Yeah. Um, but I, I tell you what, every time I get to that place where I don't feel like I'm saved, I go back to that verse Chuck just read right there. Mm -hmm. that, that's confessing with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believing in your heart. Yeah. God raised him from the dead. Yeah. Amen. Shall be saved. Amen. And, and that's what I'm basing my salvation on is the word of God. Amen. Yeah. Now it does come with feelings. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But absolutely good stuff brothers good mm -hmm. stuff. well just, stuff. just to kind of touch on, on salvation and how it's personal i want to i want to say this uh to me salvation is the most personal thing that you can experience um i i, I believe that uh, now i'm making an assumption here but i think it's pretty straightforward and fair to say that uh there's a lot of people that believe they have a salvation, but it's not personal. I can tell you, if you've got true salvation, if you truly know Christ, you've got a personal relationship with him. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not, how can we say that? Well, I want to show you how in God's word. If you look in John chapter 10, verse 14, I'm going to try to show this to you. If you can see this, this is what Jesus says as he's as he's talking to several of his disciples as he as he teaches in parables many times in John 10 and 14. This is written in red in, in the King James. I am the good shepherd, he says, meaning that he cares for those that are his and know my sheep and am known of mine. Now, what that says to me is if you're a child of God, you know it and he knows it. Yes, And I'm not saying, do you know who Jesus is? There's a lot of people, a lot of people who believe in God. There's a lot of people that know who Jesus is as the son of God. And they'll even say, Jesus is the son of God. But do you know him? Yeah. Do you, you know. know him? And does he know you? Yeah. He said, I'm the good shepherd and know my sheep and have known of mine. Now, as we get into this, we're going to see that... Uh, uh, my story might not line up exactly with uh, Chucky's, uh, and Carol's might not line up exactly with mine. And we're going to see some different perspectives here. And, and I talked to Chucky about this. I believe it, it's going to bring a unique spin to it because as we get in God's Word, if you look at the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, yeah. Luke, and John, you can look at the life of Jesus from four different viewpoints. Mm -hmm. Now, Jesus only performed that one thing in front of so many, but as many different people see it from different angles and different views, different things stick out to them. So yeah. as we share our story of salvation, there's going to be things that 
maybe stand out more in one person's life than than another. But the, the one thing that you'll find that we may have different stories, but we all have to come the same way. Yes, absolutely. In John 14 and 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now, we might have different stories. We might have uh, different backgrounds and different memories and felt different feelings, and maybe somebody's hair stood up, maybe somebody's didn't. Maybe somebody had butterflies and maybe somebody didn't. But I'll tell you this, if we have salvation and if we're going to get to heaven, and this goes for all of us, if we're going to make it there, we're going to come right here through the blood of Jesus Christ. That's the only way that we'll make it there. Amen. God speaks to people in many different ways. And God moves in people's lives in many different ways. But there's one thing that's settled, one thing that's certain, and that's Christ and him crucified. And there's no other way. If you're going any other way, you can read uh, there, I believe, along the same scripture, maybe back in John, as you read of the shepherd, uh, John chapter 10, you can see if any man comes any other way, He's the same as a thief and a robber. You're not going to get there outside of Christ. You'll come by the foot of the cross. Amen. The foot of the cross. And when I say that, I mean through Calvary. Because if there was no Calvary, there would be no conversion. If there was no Calvary, there'd be no conviction. Jesus loves you and I, and he paid the ultimate price for us. He gave all that heaven had to offer through and by him. And I'm thankful tonight for Chucky's salvation. I'm thankful for Carol's salvation and for mine and for yours, Freddie, for yours, anyone in chat. I'm thankful that Jesus died for your sins. Maybe you're in chat tonight or watching the video later, and maybe you've never made that profession of faith. Maybe you've never claimed Jesus as your personal Savior. I want to say this to you tonight. If somewhere in this stream God has spoke to your heart and revealed something to you in a special way, maybe he's tugged on a heartstring, as I've described it, that you've never had pulled on before. Maybe you're feeling something a little different than you've ever felt before. I want to encourage you to find an altar of repentance. Now, I say altar of repentance. I want to encourage you. That doesn't mean in church. Freddie said that he wasn't in church. He was on the phone with me. But an altar being a place where that you can cry out to God, a place for you to humble your heart, and and repentance meaning a a place that you can turn and say to God, I'm sorry for who that I've been. Let me live my life for you. Please come into my heart. It's as simple as that, to believe that Jesus died on the cross. God raised him three days later. Yes. Believe that in your heart. And claim it, profess it with your mouth, and you will have eternal life. There's no greater gift that could be given to you tonight. There's no greater thing, that decision that you could make. What a wonderful, marvelous gift that God has provided to you and I through his only begotten son. That's one of the most quoted scriptures I believe that you'll ever hear. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, I'm thankful tonight that I am a whosoever. Amen. Whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm grateful tonight that I have eternal, everlasting life through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. 
We're going to bring it to a close here as we do. I want to ask, does our brothers have anything else they'd like to share? Thank God I'm saved. Amen. Amen. Same here. Yeah, and I want to just beg anyone that's at that place where you feel that draw, that heaviness, that weight, that feeling of guilt, uh, that you just believe. That That's what it takes is just yeah. believe in Christ, confess him with your mouth. Yeah. I also see in chat, I'm reminded here, uh, as now I've introduced um, some things. If if you guys have any prayer requests, now I'm not asking for specifics, but if you have something, if you would like to be added to our prayer list to remember you, this is for you that maybe is feeling something that you've not felt before. This is for you that might have some questions. This is for you that maybe you've been saved. But maybe you're not where you once was, and you just need a closer walk with God, and you need to, you know, just renew that faith that you have in Him. If you'll just type exclamation point pray in chat, we'll be notified of that, and it'll put you on a list, and we want to go to the Lord in prayer for you. Yeah. That being said, I want to thank you for joining us on the stream tonight. I want to thank you for your uh, time, for your participation. I appreciate the participation in chat. It's always good to see you guys speak up and for you to be a part of this conversation. So I welcome that, and we thank you for doing so. We thank each and every one of you. Uh, You can keep on doing that even after this stream ends, and we should be notified of it. Uh, We love you. We appreciate you, and we hope that you'll choose to join us next time. Should be Thursdays at 9 p.m., Lord willing. We hope to see you then. We appreciate you, and God bless you. God bless.